Hope you're getting through the snow okay. Downtown in the old National Bank studio. It's supposed to be bitter cold for like three days in a row. Yeah, after uh, after this snow. We're going to get more snow later tonight. Right now, is it is it still raining by you? I know you're uh, up north. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. Well, I mean, it's turned into more of a snow than it was before. But before it came down, it was basically sleep for yeah. a long time. Raining down here, Tracy says uh, it's supposed to turn into snow later and uh, get windy. It's supposed to be really windy and turn into ice later tonight. So wherever you are, just be careful out there. Be safe. But yeah, I'm heading to the Bulls game later. We just talked to Jed at Cubs convention. I'm going to the Bulls game uh, to see Bulls Warriors and to see the Ring of Honor night, even though there is no Michael and Scotty involved in their uh, inaugural Ring of Honor. Even though like it, it stinks that they're not there, I, I wish they would have planned it where they would have made sure that Michael and Scotty would be there, if that is even possible. But at least Michael uh, being there uh, would have been possible. Listen, um, I, I, I imagine it's probably a pain in the ass to try to organize something like this, but just know what you're getting into when you, when you, you know, embark on this. And I'm with you. I, I think the first thing you do is you call Michael and see when he's available and then right. work around him. Which date? We got 41 dates, Michael. Right. Which date can you commit to? We will do this. We won't do it unless you can, you can join us on this date. Then we'll reach out to the others. You know, it's... It, it, then we'll reach out to Phil. It, like, and it's great. Phil will get a huge ovation tonight. Yeah, I saw really him. Should. Was very, very happy to see Phil Jackson at their gala yesterday. They did that at the United Center too. Um, but like, I want all our teams to do the Ring of Honor. I think that it's important that the Bears do the Ring of Honor or some sort of a thing because they can't retire any more jerseys and players like Erlacher, who can never have his number fifty-four retired, Peanut Tillman. Lance Briggs, who I work with. These fan favorite players, um, I would love to have honored, you know, Devin Hester, you know, in these ceremonies around. Maybe they'll do it at the new stadium. Maybe they're waiting for that. I don't know if you have to wait that long. I think you can start it before then and just transfer. But I think the ring of honor is very important. And and it's a way to honor. all, all the favorite players without having to do like a jersey retirement thing. I'm with you. I think it's great. I thought when remember when Dallas or the Cowboys did this and Jerry and Jer, uh, Jimmy finally got back on the same page. I thought from my couch with no affiliation to the Cowboys, I thought it was awesome. I got goosebumps and I hated those Cowboy teams. Right. I hated the men. Sorry, Jake. I know you're a Cowboy fan. I disliked those Cowboy mid 90s teams. I wasn't alive, so it's okay. Okay. Like, I just, but, but I was very happy to see it. Like, it was cool. Like, it was so, they wasted so many years fighting. It was cool to see that reception and them being back. I don't want, I don't want Michael and Scotty going all, waste all those years hating each other now. You know what I mean? No, I totally know what you mean, for sure. They, they just, like, I know a lot of these bands break up. We were talking about this off the air. There's so many great bands who break up because they just they 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 get into these petty arguments. There are many great bands who are related. Like uh, I was telling you about the Black Crows, and we were talking Oasis. about Oasis. Yeah. Um, and 
and, and people who are related can't even get along, and they have broken up. Um, so it's understandable that these sports teams, uh, after all these years with all the egos together, that they still fight. But still, they made such great, quote, music together. And that was what was so great about those Bulls teams. And I don't know. And, and, and I get it, like, that there are some stupid arguments. But to now have, have such hatred between them, yeah. it, it's very, very sad. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't tarnish the championships in any no, way. No, 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 no. But as a fan, you would just like to enjoy them without any type of tension. Right, right. And I know it's different that in L.A., um, a lot of people, a, a lot of their greats go to their games after they're retired because they live in L.A. and Michael right. won't ever live here. But, like, I would like to sit, see him sitting courtside and he owned a different team. I would like to see him in the building, like, once a year. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, it'd be great. You know, just well, one time a year, I'd like to see Michael back in that building. Um, Selfishly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It, 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 like, it, he just meant so much to that team. He's, he, it, it's to only Michael. City, to yeah, the game. To, to yes. everything. Um. So, and then if you want to weigh in on that, and then there's the football weekend. We we haven't taken a lot of calls on Peacock. I did the poll question waddle uh, earlier about Peacock. Yeah. The the the, fr- the tomorrow tomorrow's game, Saturday night game, is the Dolphins and Chiefs game, and it right. is on Peacock. And Peacock now is a subscription. I want to say the first year I had Xfinity, Peacock was free. And now no longer for me is it free. Now it's a subscription-based service. And I found that out over the holidays, and I had to pay for one of the games that was on Peacock. It, it's a few bucks. But look, a lot of I understand why a lot of people would say, look, I'm drawing the line. I'm not paying for a singular game, or I'm not paying for this, for this. I pay too much for this. Um, so I asked the question, did you buy Peacock to watch Dolphins Chiefs? So I'm just strictly making it about this game. 6,000 people have voted. It's brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. How many people percentage-wise do you believe said yes, they have purchased Peacock for the football game? Am I crazy to say that it's under 50%? Because the game is going to be played on Saturday night, right? And the conditions are going to be horrible and people are probably putting their foot down. So I'm going to say less than 50%. Okay. You're not crazy to say it's under 50% because it is under 50. Keep going. Uh, 25%. You're saying it's it's 25%. 25% are saying, yeah, I'll buy that. Uh, 8.1% said yes. Wow. Really? 8.1%. 91.9% said no. They did not buy Peacock to watch Dolphins Chiefs. So a lot of people are content to say, I'll pass NFL football Saturday night. Wow. It doesn't surprise me. I do wonder if this was shifted just one week from now and they did it in the divisional round where even more is at stake. Or potentially, you know, could you see in a few years a conference championship game? Before they even get to the Super Bowl. Because the NFL, they want it to be successful on streaming. They know that their future contracts, where they get all the big money from, 
all the big players who have lots of deep pockets are streaming services. That's where they see their future. So they want this to succeed. Yeah, I asked you earlier, will there be a day in 10 years where the Super Bowl will be streaming? And a lot of it, you guys said no. Will there be a day in a few years from now where the entire postseason will be subscription? Where you have to pay $10 like the uh, NFL ticket, where you have to buy a ticket to watch the postseason? Or is that I, is that ridiculous to think? I don't think so. I don't see that coming. It may. The networks pay too much money well, I was gonna to, say, to it, put it o- yeah. over free TV with advertising. How long is it going to be solvent for networks to continue to p- pay these astronomical prices, right? Like CBS, Fox, um, ESPN, they need football because, I mean, I was looking. I think it's some absurd number, like something like 49 of the top 50 programs were, were football-related. And it, over the television. So, like, they need NFL to continue to be profitable if you're CBS, NBC, and ESPN. Yeah. Uh, I, I, just, I, I just think it's, it, it, upsets the mo- it, it upsets the model too much. Like, I get it. The, the subscription-based thing is bringing in cash, but you've got these other networks that are just diving over top of each other to... to pay top dollar for this. Tarigo's going to join us in the next week or two. It's a good question for him because isn't he doing the Peacock game? He's got two. He's the only guy yeah, doing two dip. games. He's doing both yeah. games. He's got Peacock and then he's got NBC on Sunday. Uh, Bart in Idaho. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Bart? Bart. Bart. Big Bart. I think Bart gave up. Steven Bart. in Kansas City. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Steve? Hey, how you guys doing? Great Bart. show. Thank you. All right. Uh, one thing I want to talk about the Bears and the Cubs. So, so I'll start with the Bears regarding Ibu flus. Uh, I can understand why Ryan Pauls is uh, getting involved in the OC search because he, he uh, decided to tie his uh, future with Ibu flus. So obviously getting the players are very important and getting the OC is right. But I think this is a big offseason for Ibu flus himself because he has to – you know, I don't want to say radically, but he has to really alter his thinking about the, uh, you know, his football philosophy and, and a bit of a conservativeness. So this is a big, important offseason for how Eberflus handles all the offseason workouts and how he handles coaching and the, you know, both both sides of the offense. He has to really, really adapt well in order to be successful. And all the uh, and on the Cubs side, uh, I'm glad about uh, you know the Cubs at least finally made a move inside Imanaga. I used to live in Japan and watched uh, his team, uh, you know, live near the uh, uh, the the city of Yokohama and uh, watched a lot of games. And um, you know, he's a very good pitcher, not a not a flamethrower. So you know, he's probably going to give up a few home runs on a windy day at a stadium like Wrigley Field. So I think the fans have to be a little bit patient. But having a you know, guy like uh, Suzuki, who's already uh, having experienced his own you know, culture shock, I think uh, is really, really good for, um, you know, for his transition. And um, you know, I'm very glad that at least that the you know, Cubs did something. And it uh, you know, looks like Dodgers might have cornered the Asian market for many, many years, but I'm glad that uh, they're doing something. So uh, I'll hang up and listen, guys. Thank Thanks, you so Steven. much. There you go. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that I, I'm I'm one that believes going back to the to the football conversation. I I don't think that 
I think this vote of confidence from Ryan Poles to Matt Eberflus signifies that he's safe for a couple of years. Like, I don't know why you would then, if everything goes sideways in 2024, you don't see significant improvement. At that point, why would you? Why would you move then? If you believe in him now, what would it take for him, for for Ryan Poles' faith to be shook? You know, because you're also going to bring in an offensive coordinator. I mean, this is why this is so convoluted. The offensive coordinator that's going to be hired, and, and I've said this a bunch in the last 48 hours, is going to be entrusted with one of two things. You're either going to be entrusted with developing the first overall pick in the draft or getting Justin further ahead than what you've seen over the last couple of years. That's a lot. That's a big chore. It's a big job. In fact, I would say that that is a more important uh, uh, task than what the head coach has on his hands. Well, you're the, you're the head coach of the offense. Yes, Because certainly Eberflus did not change anything offensively. He never stepped in uh, to to change things with Luke Etsy as it was. Right. I mean, like you suggested a while ago, and then, you you know, uh, weeks ago, I think you asked him if he had at any point any desire or any inclination to change play callers just to see if it felt different or looked different. Just to see, like, could Janoko mix it up and change things for the better? But let me ask you again, like, so you bring in an offensive coordinator. If you if you pivot from Justin and you draft a quarterback, what are you going to do? It, like, in that, you're starting with a rookie quarterback and, a, and, a, and an offensive coordinator. It's their first year together. If they go 7-10 and 10 again, are you firing the head coach? The head coach turns around and looks at you and goes, well, look, I have a, fr- a rookie quarterback and a new offensive coordinator. Same thing. If, if the new offensive coordinator comes in and Justin plays okay but doesn't take huge leaps, you, you're going to be like, if you're the head coach, you're going to be like, well, well you could have drafted one of these other guys first over. I just don't think that – I think when they made this decision to go forward next year with Matt Eberflus, I don't think that this in any way, shape, or form is a hot seat you better win in 2024 or you're in trouble. I just don't. I don't see it that way. There's shades of though, like if if the if the if the offense looks bad and the the quarterback looks lost, that's a that's worse than the record itself, isn't it? Of course it is. But but it's yes. The quarterback has to look like he's on good solid footing with good solid coaching. But you're not like you have made a decision to not make change. In the front office. I know, but, office, but, but what's, wor- what's worse than not making change? Continually, well, continue. I, I, I get it, but my, my, I'm just saying, like, they had an opportunity now to pivot with, as everybody has said, a group of head coaching candidates out there that is as rich as it's ever been, probably. I know. And you also have money, and you have the first pick of the draft. Like, you could have ultimately put everything on schedule as much as we've seen here in Chicago. Obviously, it wouldn't be totally on schedule because the general manager would be haven't been in place before the the president. But you know what I'm saying. But so it's, like, it's fine because he's shown you that he's good at his job. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm not suggesting it shouldn't be that way. But they had an opportunity to to kind of, in a very large way, reset things and get everyone on the same schedule yes. more so than we've seen in this town. So, like, do you really think that if they go out, what? Okay, what would be if they win three games and everything goes sideways, yeah, yeah I get of course. it. I'm, I'm just saying, what is the, you know, what's the threshold? I don't know.
I don't know. Let me take Phil really quick, then what to watch for. Phil, you're on ESPN 1000. What's on your mind? Hey, guys, great to talk with you. Uh, I'll try to be as quick as I can, but you pretty much took the words out of my mouth. I mean, uh, Ryan Poles gets up on stage the other day and says, Justin Fields, yeah, he played well, but we're in a really unique position here. we got to evaluate everything. You just named Mike Vrabel, Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, and Pete Carroll all available this offseason. Let me tell you something, as we all know. Great head coaches, they don't just grow on trees. They're not available every offseason. I would characterize that market as pretty unique. And the fact that they sat up there and pretty much sold the same bill of goods that we've seen over the last seven, seven years from the previous regimes just tells me what I need to know about the Bears. Unserious organization, completely okay with mediocrity. And I'll just give you guys, because I know you may or may not be up against the clock here, but, you know, Josh Harris comes in. He's not a football guy. George McCaskey says, I'm not a football evaluator. I, I'm, I'm just a fan. He's been in the organization for 30 years. His grandfather started the NFL. Josh Harris has no previous relationship with the NFL, yet he comes in. He puts together a search committee with Bob Myers and Rick Spielman, and in four days he gets Adam Peters, the GM job, the most sought-after general manager candidate in the NFL that's not currently GM. That's a serious organization. Philadelphia Eagles, watch what happens with Sirianni if they lose this weekend. Bill Belichick, his phone will ring. That's the difference between great organizations and the Bears. So I know exactly what to expect. Just like how Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't deal with Scott Boris clients, I know that the McCaskies are not serious about winning because if they thought they were, they wouldn't have saddled what Caleb, it's going to be Caleb Williams. Nobody needs to pretend like it's Fields, it's Williams. And he's going to get, he's going to get an 8-9 and nine coach. And then we're going to be all about this the next year. What are we going to do when they replace Eberflus with a 35-year-old underqualified offensive coordinator masquerading as their head coach because there's no great head coaching candidates available at that point? Have a great weekend, guys. There's Phil. Yeah, thanks. Uh, look, I mean, it's, it's the kid that – or the, not the kid. The guy that the, the commanders hired is, I believe, came from the 49ers, right, and was part of – of of that group uh, it was quick, wasn't group. it quick? It was it was a quick hire, wasn't it? Yeah, really and, quick. And I be- wasn't he the guy that 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 Lynch brought in with him, or hired out in San Francisco? I'm not positive, but I I did see it just when I was prepping for the show how quick that happened. Yes. Um, all right, let's get to what to watch for. It's uh, brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza. Waddle and Sylvie get you set for your weekend viewing with what to watch for. I told you about it uh, the other day. Uh, you watched it uh, last night. I think you watched almost the entire season. Season one is on Max. That's I watched short, the entire season. Yeah, it's short, uh, short for HBO Max. Um, it's with one of our favorites, Sebastian Maniscalco, who has appeared many times on this show. He's a Chicago native. Um, the show is called Bookie. Um, they're very, very short episodes, like between 20 and 24 minutes, basically half hour episodes. It reminds me a lot of Ballers, except this is centered instead of around a sports agent. Sebastian Maniscalco plays himself a bookie. And this is based in California, where I don't believe um, online gambling is legal yet. So you still have to have a bookie. And uh, so, and, and of course, he's got a former football player who he uses to collect the money. Um, there are a lot of, I've, I've explained on the air before, 
There are a lot of great guest stars, like Charlie Sheen plays himself in one episode. Very a lot cool. of other good guest stars who play act, who play uh, characters that you will recognize. But it's very, very good. Again, this isn't um, this isn't going to win any awards. You're going to laugh, and it's it's a good mindless comedy. Yeah, I loved it. As I said, I watched the entire season um, in one night. One night, one day. I think there's, what, 10 episodes, 8 to 10 episodes? I don't think it was that many. I want to say 8 minimum. Maybe 8. Yeah, there was was probably 8, but it was great. It was a great recommendation by you. And it was just, Uh, did I say that it was just approved for a season 2? Yes, I saw that. I saw that that happened. Uh, look, I, I between that and Reacher, that's all I watched. So I would second your recommendation and, and give. I thought Reacher season one was better than Reacher season two, but both are worth your time, I think. But look, this weekend's all about the uh, Super Wild Card weekend, and my, I got my eye on the Packers and Cowboys at three thirty, and then Rams and Lions. Those are the two games that I, if I had to only be, if I only could pick one or, or two games out of the six, those are the two games that I would pick. Boys, what do you have? So I got a couple things for you folks out there. Um, True Detective Season 4 starts on Sunday, starring Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster on Sunday on HBO. Things will launch for their fourth season of True Detective. Also, I am very intrigued by the brand new late night show, After Midnight, with new host Taylor Tomlinson. She's hilarious. She's got two great stand-up specials on Netflix, and now she will be the first woman hosting a show on CBS after um, Stephen Colbert's show wraps up. It's called uh, After Midnight. So that launches on Tuesday. And then, I think I gave it out, but I finally got a chance to see it. If you're looking for a movie to check out, Iron Claw was awesome. With was Zach, it really? With Zach Efron and um, our guy from uh, The Bear. What's his name? Jeremy Allen White. Yes, Jeremy Allen White. What's it about? It's about the Von Erich family. If you're if you grew up watching wrestling in any fashion, okay. um, especially in the eighties, uh, the Iron Claw, Zach Efron, he is basically uh, a sculpture, a Greek a Greek god sculpture. Like he, uh, his physique is ridiculous. Do I have he's to short lo- though, Meller? Isn't he like? Isn't he really well, short? Well, Jeremy Allen White is Zach yeah, Efron's he's like five six, Zach and then Efron's not so short. No, he's still under six foot though. Yeah, but well, listen, it doesn't really matter. He's he's ripped like like he's ridiculous. He's so ripped it looks like it hurts watching him though. Do I have to like wrestling no, to enjoy not, the movie? Not at all. Not at all. I will say to it's not like super uplifting, but it's it's really good. It's really good. Highly recommend it. I second that. I've watched it twice now, Ooh, Miller. Wow, it's Jake. great. It's great. And Jake wasn't even alive when the Von Erichs were uh, owning wrestling. No, so. my, my mom was telling me a lot of stories, though, so it was very interesting because it was very big in that Dallas area, so it, it was cool to hear about that. Uh, my What to Watch For is a comedy, and it's actually on Peacock. So if you're going to buy oh. the subscription, maybe check this one out. It's Ted. Remember the bear? The old, you know, there was Ted 1, Ted 2 with Seth MacFarlane. Well, now there's a Ted TV series that premiered uh, last night. So it's just like a prequel, and it's a comedy, obviously, and it's it's set in the 1990s and it's when Ted and the little kid uh, were first meeting each other and their adventures in school okay. and it, it's a prequel to the movie so that's mine it looks very interesting looks like a fun comedy looks like it has good reviews right now so uh, well, it's got check good it reviews out. yeah okay there you go what to watch nice. for brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza Caller 10 right now 
You'll win Connie's frozen pizza, 312-332-3776. If you want to weigh in, 312-332-3776. That's also the number to talk to us. We've got uh, our picks for the weekend. Gamble. I, yeah, let's gamble. Like it, love it is coming up. Brought to you by Tito's, and then we'll cross talk with Black and Abdallah. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. I like it. I love it. Just a little taste of it. That's right. Like it, love it. Just a taste of it. It's our pick'em segment. I threw a shutout last week, so I'm assuming that I'm uh, I'm not ahead of, of the crew. Anyway. Well, I mean, I, I needed like four. I don't think I had a good week either. Oh, really? To catch good. you, like I don't. Um, let's. Well, why don't we get the standings here? We go around the room. One thing we like. One thing we love. I mean, we just want a taste of three, two, and one point each. What do we got here, Jake? What are the standings? Well, Waddle assumed right. Sylvie is at 68 wins in first. Oh, I passed him. Waddle is at 67. Miller at 56. And Tyler, who I will be picking for today, is at 48 wins. It's tight. Points, it's points not tighter. Wins. Yeah. P- points, whatever. Not whatever points. <laughs> well, here on the thing it says it's wins. A, it's on a, the spreadsheet I got, it says wins. Oh, in my are, you, are you looking at the wins total? Or are you looking at the like it, love it points total? Well, this uh, Tyler literally cropped me one Excel bar, we, we, <laughs> like one row of an Excel. Yeah. So I'm cut no, off on points. everything. This thing to win because I was in last in the wins pool. Well, then points. Yeah, Sylvia, you. Pro- I mean, I went. I went over for whatever. I was all on the Bears Kool Aid, so I know I did not get anything right last week. So you're the winner, or you're the well, leader, No, no the leader. I mean, there's still many, the many weeks to go. We still have four okay. more weeks well, of that, game. You have, the, you, they, you have the honors, Your Honor. Okay, like I, and I don't feel great about any of these picks either here. Good. I'll, Let's come yeah. walk you down. Let me go. Uh, I'll go to Tampa here uh, with this first game. While everyone's zigging, I'm going to zag, and I know everyone is out on the Eagles. I'm going talent. And uh, while I don't love... The Eagles, certainly. I, I do think they are a much more talented team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I like the Philadelphia Eagles minus the three in Tampa. Give me the Eagles. I like the Rams getting three in Detroit. I think it's good value. I think the Lions are a little banged up on offense. Defensively, they can stop the run. They're not as good against the pass. I not only think the Rams are going to cover the three, I like the Rams to win this game, so oh. I like the Rams. And Laporta is questionable for Detroit. Yes. Yeah, he was a participant in practice, though, so uh, they're okay. hoping that he can play. Interesting. I'm going to go oppo of you, Sylvie, for my like. I'm going to go down to Raymond James Stadium, and I'm going to take the home team getting three points. I, I like the, my bet even more now. The Eagles are an absolute mess. Rare. You can have them. Uh, A.J. Brown, I don't believe he's going to play. Jalen Hurts has got the finger issue. Uh, I know Baker Mayfield's banged up, but I'll take three points in the home dog in the playoffs. Give me the Bucks. All right, for Tyler's like, he's going to go to Miami and Kansas City. He's going to take the under at 43 and a half. I mean, just assuming the weather and what the conditions are going to be like there. Offense might be slow, hard to catch the ball, whatnot. So he's taking the under 43 and a half on that game. Okay. So the, I, I'm not used to sitting in the pole position here. This is my love now. 
I'm going to take the Texans plus the two at home against Cleveland. Um, I haven't been buying Joe Flacco. Uh, I know they're the more veteran team. We talked to Doug earlier. Give me the points. Give me the home team. Give me C.J. Stroud. I love the Houston Texans. You love the Houston Texans. All right. I love the over 50 and a half total in Dallas. Uh, I agree with... uh, I believe it was what Doug said. I don't think, that, or maybe it was Big Cat who said that, that Green Bay defense may have shut us down and, and held us to nine points last weekend. I don't think they're playing very well. I think Jair Alexander twisted his ankle in a walkthrough. I don't know what his status is, but I think that the points will be uh, be flowing. So I'm gonna. I love the over fifty and a half in Dallas. For my love, gentlemen, I am going to ride with Waddles like the Rams getting three points. At Ford Field, I think Stafford, McVeigh, that's a better combination going up against Jared Goff. Uh, Goff's revenge game, there's a reason why he's the quarterback of the Detroit Lions. I mean, that's because Sean McVeigh didn't think he could make a deep run with him in the postseason. And I think McVeigh showed us that that indeed was correct because he has a Super Bowl with Stafford. So I like where the Rams are at. In fact, I love them getting three points. All right, for Tyler's love, he loves the Cowboys team total over at 29 and a half. Uh, again, for the same reasons as Waddle, uh, the Cowboys, I think they average like 35 points per game at AT&T Stadium. They're undefeated there. Uh, it should be a high-scoring game no matter what. I like that play, too. My taste, I, I was going to go, like, uh, earlier in the week, this was going to be my like or love, and I'm sort of regretting that I didn't keep it that way because it's sort of the, the mantra that you've always said, Waddle, think long, think wrong. Yep. The weather has made me think long on this. But I like I'm just gonna make it my taste. Um the Bills minus nine. Give me a taste of them minus the nine. I could picture this even though the total has come down, which makes it feel like that's such a big number. I could feel like this is a Steelers team with that quarterback that go in there and they score three or they score six. This is a much better Bills team. And I think that the Bills are going to trounce them, even in bad weather, even in a snowy condition. So I'll take a taste of the Bills minus the big number of nine. I'm actually going to play that game as well. My taste is over the total of 33 and a half. Really? Yes. I think that there will be. I actually. It's 34, by the way. Okay, over 34. Uh, I believe the Steelers' offense is better now than they've been at any point in the season. I think that also without T.J. Watt, that just makes their defense more vulnerable. Uh, so I think there's a chance that I think there's a chance that the Bills could put a pretty sizable number on them, and then the Steelers would come from behind with a little backdoor cover with regard to the over. So I, my taste is over at 34. Doug he, said the under in that game. Didn't didn't Doug take the under? I think he did. No surprise, Wild's a backdoor man. Uh, for my whoa, taste, whoa, whoa. he said, right, the backdoor cover. You think that's in play. It's all, good. it's all good. I'm not saying anything he hasn't said himself. Uh, for my taste, I like where your head's at with the likes, Sylvie. You said uh, the Texans getting two points. I think uh, you're right on that. At home, C.J. Stroud, this is, uh, if you don't already know it, he is going to be a superstar in this league. And I think this is where he uh, announces it to the world as he goes ahead and leads the Texans to a home win against the Cleveland Browns. All right, for Tyler's taste, he also was taking the Rams plus three. Uh, Stafford homecoming out there in Detroit. Should be a close game and a good game. So Rams plus three, I know someone else had already said it. A lot of people like that. A lot of people. That that was my pick in the Sun Times too, but 
I'm not certain about it. I do love the I love the slate though. Don't you guys love the slate this weekend? I do. I think it's fantastic. Um, I think it's gonna. You know, I, I'm just still not used to a Monday night playoff game, but I'm cool with that this year. Though, I, I don't like the Monday night game. I do think because they were so they wanted that Chiefs game on Saturday night on Peacock. I think they really made the Monday night game not as desirable. I mean, Eagles and Bucks. that one to me is the, the one game of the weekend where it doesn't have a whole lot of, at least for me, I don't know, how do you guys feel, a lot of juice? Um, the, Eagles, the, the, the Eagles and Bucks, because of all of the controversy with the Eagles, that to me is the one thing that has me somewhat intrigued. Can this team that represented the NFC in the Super Bowl last year find a way to turn it around after losing five of their last six games? I think it's a really compelling story, Jeff, and if for whatever reason they go down there and let's say the Bucks beat them fairly convincingly, you may, be see, you may see a team that will fire their head coach the year after that guy helped take them to the Super Bowl. Do you think there's a better chance of the Eagles replacing their head coach in a loss or Dallas? The Cowboys, right? Mm, probably the Cowboys. Probably the Cowboys. Who do you believe has a better chance to replace their coach with Bill Belichick in a loss? The, the Cowboys Eagles or the Cowboys? Cowboys. I think the Cowboys would be a team that that would definitely that they would entertain doing the big thing and making the big move and actually going to Belichick, I think. Didn't Schefter tweet too that um there's a team that has not let their coach go that is interested in Belichick. I think that's yes. Well, I, that would I, be either McCarthy or right. What's his name in in Philly? Sirianni. Sirianni. Nick Sirianni. So I'm just saying, like you know, drawing those, you know, connecting those dots. The, 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 the I think the Cowboys it's I, I think it's really I think it's really compelling. Like, what has McCarthy got to do in Dallas for them to actually keep him? NFC Championship game, really. So he's got to get past year. the Packers and then get to the NFC Championship game. I mean, they're, they're at sense. home. I mean, yeah. they have the, it's the best opportunity they've had in years. Well, to make and it think about it as well. The, like, the, the Eagles, the Eagles have, have just imploded. Um, if you look, I, I mean, obviously the 49ers are the cream of the crop in, uh, in the uh, NFC. But if you're, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, it should up, should sit up nicely for you because you're going to get what? Are you going to get the, the winner of the Rams Lions game? Is that who you get? Well, it depends on how that other game shakes out. The Eagles remember, Bucks. The 49ers but I would say, will Jeff, host the, the lowest seed remaining. Right. What I would say to you, though, if you're the Cowboys, A, you should get past the Packers. You're at home, and the Packers are the youngest team in the National Football League. So that's a game, I, and they're a seven-point favorite. That's a game, if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm expecting my coach to get my guys to the finish line. And then the following week, you're either going to get the winner of the Bucks eagles game or the winner of the Rams-Lions game, right? And you should be able well, to get the best at home of the, the, either one of those two winners. Cowboys can't play the... Rams. If the Rams win, the Rams will go to the 49ers. My point is, is that the Cowboys aren't going to play the 49ers until the NFC Correct. title. Yes, yes. So if I'm Jerry, and that's why I agree with what Sylvie said, because if you're Jerry Jones, you should feel right now that with your football team and how you've played in your building, it, nothing's easy, but you've got a nice path. Beat a young Packers team, and then whoever it is, it's not going to be the 49ers, get through that team in your building, and then you got to go to Santa Clara. Exactly. So I'm with you, Sylvie. I would say anything shy of an NFC title game for the Cowboys, I would think that Jerry Jones would be hitting the eject button. Yeah.
Yeah, yeah. Because I, remember, too, the Cowboys, Sylvie, the last two years, they've, they've lost in really bad fashion. Really yes. bad, yeah. Are you, are you finally embracing the seven teams? Is I'm it, fine is, with is, it. Is it now? Like, are, you, are you now finally like, uh, this is just kind of what it is? It is what it is. Like, like I mean, now, I've like always felt that football. way. Yeah, there's just it, more football now. I, I think it's, you know, what you've done is you, you've watered it down, but that's just what they're doing. It's, it's a money grab. It's no different. Are you happy with it being on Peacock? Like, everything's about money. Right. Like, I would prefer not having to spend the extra money to, 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 to watch the game on Peacock, but I will do it. I've already done it. There's two extra games, though. That's the way I've always looked at it. Like, did yeah, we get two I extra mean, football games this weekend? But you as Meller said, are you jacked about the Eagles? He just said, you just said you're not jacked about Eagles and Bucks on Monday. But night. you know what I will say is that I, I, I like it. I do like the fact that now only one team gets a bye, and I do feel like it's a bigger advantage. Sure. For both the Niners and the Ravens, and I kind of like that element after we've kind of seen it play out a couple of years now. Yeah, that that it's a huge it, advantage. It, it, it show and it gives you it puts more um, it, it it puts more on the regular season for winning the number one seed, securing the number one seed, and not just the first and second seed for the first round buys. All right, there you go. There's a uh, like it, love it. Uh, we're going to cross talk with Black and Abdallah coming up. Uh, 312-332-3776. All calls welcome. It's brought to you by Steinhoffels. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah joining us in studio right now. Waddle joining us as well. It's brought to you by Steinhoffels on this All Calls Welcome Friday. What's up, boys? Oh, yeah. What's up, Friday night? Big news. Big news. Well, for my team. Oh. Got himself a coach. Oh, yeah. oh I thought you were coach. talking about the Bulls game tonight. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so I'm going. A ring of honor with not anyone. I mean, oh, I, I was... think the person I'm most excited that I was most excited to see was Luke Longley. Yeah, I was like, all right, they got Luke to fly in from I Australia. I was just thinking about this, and and this is uh, actually brilliant. I think tonight is kind of stupid because you don't have Scotty and Michael, <laughs> but but Waddle, you get and you get five more cracks at this, right? Because for the Ring of Honor, they're going to introduce each championship team at some point, right? Yeah. So you're going to get 96, 97 in two team, years the when they do this again. They'll be like, "All right, this time we're celebrating the ninety one, ninety two team." Yeah, Michael, you coming? Yeah. Scotty, you so, here? What's so going I got on? another year to get my Dickie Simpkins jersey. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm just saying, like it, 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 they missed out on Michael and Scotty this time, but they have five more shots at it, right? They should uh, split up the championships ring nights, like uh, parents, did, like parents split up stuff when they divorce. Be like, all right, you you get the house, I get Scotty, the car. You come for these three, Scotty, Michael, you, you come for this. Yeah, three. you take this one, I'll take this one. Like, Who wants we'll be, Dennis. Yeah, <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys? Find, Dennis has to do the thing where the <laughs> Is Dennis. The kid has to testify to which parent they want to Dennis go with. Dennis is in Vegas tonight. You guys can't tell. I have parents who are divorced. Dennis uh, is always around. It's not like Dennis isn't around. Dennis is always around. Yeah, like, he is. Do you, did, uh, uh, did you guys think it was funny when Sylvie tried to pitch his conspiracy theory to Charles Barkley and Barkley wanted none of it? Yes. Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. Oh, Barkley was so funny. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, like, Barkley should know that, like, once you, you know, 
Like, he knows these guys better than anybody. Yeah, he knows what's up. You know, and they the last time they were all together was uh, the top 50 thing that they did for uh, one of the All-Star games. The 75, 75, yeah. 75, yeah, yeah, they 75, yeah, the 75 guy. And, like, everybody was there for that, right? I don't think or did Scotty, Pippen not show I, I don't up. Michael, Scotty Michael was there, up. though. Yeah, Michael, Michael, Michael was the ringleader. Remember we can't we were, even get a video from Scotty? But remember we were talking about it after that event, how all of the other great players were gravitating towards Mike. Like, Michael's the show. And yeah. that's why tonight's kind of lame. Like, if he's not going to participate, yeah. then what's the point what of tonight? Do, do you think that he would have said no to any night? Or I don't like, believe that. Or do you think he really that. had a commitment tonight? I I'm wondering if the Bulls just weren't flexible enough. Like, I wonder of how much of a, a runway they gave him on a heads up. And perhaps it was not long enough, that runway. And yeah. that's why he said no, because it wasn't. Well, if you in want his Kerr schedule. here, there's only one night that you can have. Yeah, it. but Steve Kerr, Steve is not Like, I love Kerr. He doesn't have like, to be the difference maker. The point is, no, but I know, but it doesn't, it kind of means. It kind of means like it, it the, it's the Warriors too, though, because those were those oh, okay. are the two 12, dynasties 12, that were compared. Twelfth place team know, in the West. They, I mean, I, I think that's I the other thing it. they expected both teams but to be. But how I many shows did we backwards. do comparing the that Bulls team to that other Warriors team? No, but like, okay, put it out there like this: if the Bulls said you pick any date right. in the next year, it should be yeah. that date. Don't you think he would do it? Yeah. He seemed like genuine in the message that he released, and he also seemed genuine in the last dance when he was on tired. camera for he what seemed, fifteen straight hours talking through those games. Off his ass he seemed, is what he, he seemed, seemed like. Seemed genuinely tired. To me. He looked. Yeah, he but, looked like he'd had a few. But like he, his video yesterday, Waddle, it didn't seem like he was phony in it. No, no, no. I don't think you know so. What I mean, he like, just looked tired to me. A I, I think it would have been more phony. You know, and here's the other thing that I I have a strong appreciation for. Do you notice that anytime he talks about uh, his time here in Chicago, like he makes a point to say yes. he's glad that Chicago is recognized for being champions. Yeah. Like he's not saying I'm he's got a lot of pride. He's, he's got a lot of pride. I'm not saying it. I'm happy people recognize me for being a champion. Mm-hmm. It's he puts the city Chicago, sure. into it. There's not many superstars or celebrities who come through this city who are not from here who still hold on to being. Well, it was the '85 Bears, and that was it before him. Yeah, you know. I mean, I would just we had pretty, the two, we had the two cool. baseball droughts. Yeah, and we and the Bulls didn't win anything, and that was it. I and, was more surprised that Phil showed up. Me th- I was surprised by that three, too. Yeah. Just because of his health and like he doesn't travel anymore. He looked good too. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I would say this innovation. is good advice to all future event planners. When you have an elite attendee, make sure you don't put the date out and then ask if he can come. Ask when he's available <laughs> right. and yeah. then work around him. The first person you got to check with is the the bride. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when you plan the wedding. Check with the bride first. Right. I mean, they, they, wedding like June twenty fourth. They got, they got a few more. It? They got a few more teams they could put in with Jordan on yeah. them. So I think they'll be all right. If she can't make it, don't schedule the wedding. So you don't ask like well, the so. the father of the 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 groom no. when the wedding wedding should be. No, no. I'm guessing no. like that's Jerry in this scenario. Steve right? Kerr's like the brother in law. I mean, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, he can make it. Oh, good. Like, good. Right, I'm glad he's definitely the best man. Everyone loves the brother in law. That's great, but. 
You can have the wedding without the brother-in-law. Yeah. So who's Scotty Dennis in this? is definitely going to win the lampshade award. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right, boys. Have a great show. Have fun at the game, right, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you to Jed Peace. Hoyer, uh, the Cubs president, a Barstool Big Cat, who's very down. If you see Barstool Big Cat around town this weekend, give him a hug for us. And uh, Doug Kazarian, thank you. Thanks, Jesse Rogers, for uh, helping us out today, as always, as well. Jake Cantu. Have fun tonight. Thank have you. Have fun tonight. Thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah, just time to you. Mark. Um, and, and thank you to Jake Cantu today and for Tyler and Jeff Meller. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great weekend.